Okay. Dude, you just All right, how are you get doing into this? it? You gonna like normal gossip me? I guess so. That's basically yeah. the plan. You know nothing I, about the movie, right? I was downstairs while Jake was watching it and I saw one scene. Okay. Did you see? Um well you had quite the exclamation, so I ran into the room and it was the scene of that big cat in the bed. Oh, but okay. I, I have no context. All I know is there's like a, a puma in a bed. Honestly, I mean, that's yeah. about all the context. The movie doesn't really give that much more context. Oh, no. all right. Okay. Well, so you I saw, know the plot. <laughs> you saw Keanu. Yeah. And Elle Fanning. Yes. I'm going to try really hard to not mix up details from this movie and Last Night in Soho because they had similarities. It's got a little Silver Lake in it, too. Yeah, it does. It's, it's part of. It's like yeah, it's like if Under the Silver Lake was written by someone who had recently suffered a brain injury. Yeah. So it's worse. It also it was kind of like lesbian salt burn too. You didn't see salt burn, right? No, but I know the plot. Um. Yeah, like a little. It's just stupid. It's... <laughs> okay, do you need to do like an intro? Uh, probably. Uh. So this is a new this this is a new idea we're trying out for the aerial shot podcast, uh, and it's when Jake and I explain movies to Erica, you know, because there's nothing more exciting than mansplaining. People and love it. This this all came about because Jake has been taking out movies from the library. He got a library card. Yeah, library card. Go to the library. This is a library ad. He's a. <laughs> They're sponsoring us. They've been paying us a yeah. lot. Which uh, library? Just the library. Yeah, just They're library. covering all of my movie renting fees. Um, and then, so he's supporting physical media, which we 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 approve of. And recently, he took out Last Night in Soho and The Neon Demon. Right, those are the two. Yes. And today we'll be talking about The Neon Demon, which Jake recommended I check out. Uh. Not because it was good. Yeah, he he said watch it, and then what was it? The next day I watched it. I, I followed yeah, up. No, because I was reading about it. I was like, okay, there's this looks interesting. There's a lot, a lot, a lot happening here. That's a word for it. And here, first I'll give a little background in case you know anyone out there doesn't know what the Neon Demon is. I had never heard of it until he had it in his hand at the library. So it's. So it's, I guess it's technically a horror film. It's a psychological horror film. I guess it's more like a thriller. Uh, yeah. From 2016, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn. He directed Drive, right? Yes. Drive, Only God Forgives, Too Old to Die Young. And it stars Elle Fanning. Uh, who's good in it? Yeah. Sure. And then Jenna Malone's in it, uh, Christina Hendricks, and Keanu Reeves. Who's doing, you know, he's uh, making a lot of decisions in that movie. And so, I don't, I don't know where to start on this one. So the, the, okay. the point here is just to explain the movie to Erica. And yeah. we'll, if she has any questions, just ask your questions, any follow-ups. If we go on tangents, which I'm sure we will, we'll just, we'll see what happens. I'm sure I'm going to have lots of questions if it is a mess up is, or doesn't make sense as much as you say it is, so. Yes. You want to start, Jake? Uh, sure. Okay. So uh, we open on our uh, the protagonist of our movie. Uh, her name is Jessie. Is that Al Fanning? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, she's 16. She's just moved to Los Angeles. And, By yourself? Yes. Uh, in a really creative writing choice, her parents are dead. Uh, so she's alone in this world. Um, and she immediately meets a photographer named Dean, um, who does a little portfolio for her. Is that Keanu Reeves? No, it's oh, okay. just some random guy. Okay. Um, uh, who's like in his twenties? Like it's yes, an older, okay. not old guy, but an older guy compared to what a kind of portfolio? Like he takes, he does a little photo shoot of her. Is she naked? No, but she is. Uh, like. 
she has like blood makeup all over her so it Ooh. looks like she got her throat slashed why it was like a creative choice it was it's like a neon i mean neon's the word it's like a sexually uh like it's a, it's like a sexual murder scene i guess is the best yeah it's like it. yeah uh, you know how hot murder is no <laughs> okay continue <laughs> um so at this shoot um which i'm not sure how this like hollywood makeup artist was at this shoot for this random photographer that doesn't seem to be like good based on the rest of the movie photographer yeah she's just this photographer this uh She's just everywhere. This uh, yeah, it's not clear what this woman was doing at this. Uh, the makeup she's like artist. A, the makeup but artist is there. just everywhere. She's in the Hunger Games too. Jenna Malone. Is she? Yeah, she's uh. I forget her character name. Give, give me a second here. The new one or the older ones? The older ones. She's Joanna. Oh, okay. I know who that is. She's angry in those movies. She's, I mean, she's very creepy in this one, honestly. Yeah, she's got a good intense face. And she's, she does. A, she's immediately like, your skin is so pretty. Like, you know, like your skin looks great. Yeah, um, she's, honestly, she's like not, I don't think she's bad in this either. She gets weird at the end, but. But she helps like take the makeup off, like take all the makeup and the blood off, right? Like she like scrubs it on the side or whatever, because yeah. Elle Fanning's having trouble. Uh, because it's all she, yeah, she's like walking this line between like being creepy and like almost like a little bit obsessive and being like a very like uh, you know like oh we're girls we have to look out for each other in this you know big scary city mm. so she's kind of walking this line between the two. It's okay. a it's a feminist. She you know it's a it's a feminist statement. Okay. Yes. So she invites her. Uh, she gets the makeup off and she invites her to a party. You know. Ooh. Uh, which Jake and I were texting about was the weirdest layout of a party ever. Just in terms yeah. of like the actual, it's like they walk in and it's a bunch of people just like standing still, basically. I mean, it's all it's all very like art housey where they're walking by and everyone's like frozen talking and they're walking through, and then immediately they come across these two Australian, I think, models. Uh, yeah, I didn't care, but they're blonde. That's all I got for you. I think one of them has an accent. I don't think the other one does. Do they both have accents? I thought so. But their names are Gigi important? and Sarah. No, what uh, were their names? Gigi and Sarah. And they're friends with uh, Ruby, the makeup artist. Okay. Yes. So she immediately is in this like little girl group now because they're all friends. Cute. Um, and they go from, they're at like, they're on like a balcony at this party or like an upstairs area that overlooks the downstairs. And then suddenly, they're in this like weird purple bathroom that's giant and doesn't seem to actually have anywhere where you could like use the bathroom. It's, it's the like most a, uncanny yeah. valley thing I've ever seen. It's and like it's a like cavern. A, it's like a cavern of a bathroom with a sink in it, basically. Yeah. How do you how do you know it's a bathroom if there's no toilet? I think they specifically mention it being a bathroom. I think they oh. show they don't show the toilets, but they show like doors that look like it looks like just like the the biggest bathroom you've ever seen. It looks like a dream version of a bathroom. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the whole movie has sort of a dreamscape vibe to it, I think. Okay. What do they do in said bathroom? Um, they talk about how um, lipstick are always named after either sex or food. And then they talk about whether their lipstick shade would be sex or food. Uh, the Honestly, <laughs> not not a conversation I would have with my friends. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a really poorly written version of conversation you'd have with your friends. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mine would be named after food, just for the record. What, well, what, what would be named? What food? Like a popsicle, probably, because your mouth is always, your lips are always a different color after you eat a popsicle. And I love popsicles. There you go. Uh, yeah, they they tell um, they tell her that she would be a dessert because she's so sweet. Just to give you an idea of the kind of writing we're dealing with here. How how old? What's the age difference between Al Fanning and these other girls? These twenties, would you say? I would say they're like mid twenties. Yeah. It, are they being like predatory towards her? What's the vibe? They are. They're asking her a lot of questions about her sex life, um, and she doesn't have one. 
being well, 16. She's 16 and her parents are dead. Yeah, so she doesn't have one, but there she like wants to be cool for her cool new friends. So she's like pretending like she has a sex life. Um, she's also uh, telling everybody that she's she meets with like a modeling agent uh, before this, and the modeling agent is like, "You're pretty, you're in." Uh, also, tell everybody that you're 19. So she, the, the rest of the movie, she tells everybody that she's 19. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, then... These girls think she's 19. Okay. Yeah. So one of the like models is like nicer to her. Is like trying to like you know be like complimentary and be nice and then the other one's like very vicious kind of like you know it's like one nice girl one mean girl like it's it's, it's very simple in that way awesome. uh, and they're definitely like jealous of her like youth which comes into play yes. uh once or twice throughout this movie what, are you gonna elaborate on that later yes. <laughs> Why did she so they, that? they all all the women kind of have like a thing to a certain degree um like the makeup artist um, it's like seems to be like fixated on this girl specifically. Okay. Um, the tall blonde woman mm -hmm. um, is like upset. Is she, is she the nice one or the vicious one? She's nice. Okay. But she's like weirdly fixated on like um, how she like stacks up in other people's eyes. She like talks about that a lot. And she talks about how like nothing's more important than who you're fucking. Hmm. Um, and then the shorter blonde woman is obsessed with plastic surgery. So yeah. she's like, she has this like doctor that she always goes to that she's like obsessed with. And he calls her the bionic woman because he's like done so much shit to her face. So she was born and raised in LA. <laughs> yeah, probably. And she says it okay. as a compliment. Like she's very happy about how like fake she looks. And Jesse L. Fanning's character is like, is that a good thing? Like she's very like, midwestern like what's happening here like that's bad obviously uh yes. okay just to show the contrasts uh i guess that's the that's the bathroom stuff right yeah there's also uh very briefly they're in like a dark room where there's like a naked aerialist and they're all watching it and like doing creepy smiles that's never explained or elaborated no it never I was, I was it never it comes, comes back, back. <laughs> it's it, it looks cool kind of i guess like it's i does it i like i couldn't even make out that it was a naked aerialist until like halfway through the it was season. like it was like an epileptic person's nightmare where it's like oh, just like strobe light it was either darkness or strobe light was yeah. on so like every millisecond you could like see them moving and then like just darkness like on and off yeah. for like longer than it should be like a, a was, while was the aerialist on silk yeah, I think okay. she was hanging from silks. I think okay. that's what it was. She was definitely hanging from like, something. Just trying to visualize. No, that's a good follow-up. Good follow-up. Thank you. Um, so she gets signed by Roberta, which is Christina Hendricks' character, um, at the modeling agency. And Roberta is like, you're young, you're beautiful. We're going to send you to this test shoot with a very famous photographer named Jack, apparently. Is that Keanu Reeves? No. No. We'll Keanu. We'll get to okay. Keanu. We'll, get, we'll, we'll let you know when Keanu's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. This is just some dude. It's like a short bald man. Oh. And he's just, she walks in. She has this like, she has these like, I don't know what you'd call it. It looks like she has like glitter all over her face, basically. Yes. They she put, they put these like, um, like, like, like old lines on her face that make her look sort of like regal, like some sort of like ancient god. Oh, fun. Cute. Okay. And then the photographer sends everyone else out. <laughs> oh, ethical issues. <laughs> yes. So everyone leaves except Ruby, the makeup artist. And she's like, I'm okay staying. And the director is like, no, get the fuck out. So Ruby just waits outside. Yes. What happens in this room? Uh, he tells her to get naked and he covers her in gold paint. Um to go with like the goal on her face and then he like just takes pictures of her like that uh and that's pretty much it oh so he was telling them to get out because she was about to get naked yes Not, it was yeah. also it was menacing it wasn't like yeah, a nice it was yeah. very much he's making like very creepy like very very uh unbreaking eye contact with her Darn. and it's also like i don't think it was I think there's like some implication there that he may have sexually abused her when the camera cuts away. 
Okay. I didn't Damn. get that, but it's I definitely just, I was trying to No one in this movie's good. Yeah. Let's make that abundantly clear. Not even Alfanning? No, honestly. Oh man. But yeah. there's something like they keep on mentioning it or like alluding to it where it's like Jesse is like special where like whenever yeah. she walks into a like whenever not like magical, but whenever she walks into a room, oh. she, like, she like gets the attention of everyone immediately. And everyone like she's like basically she's, she like, wants Harry to be a model. she's like Harry Styles. Yeah, she wants to be a model. And, you know, people just light up when she walks into the room. So, okay, uh, which is important because it's like. That's like her entire character. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Uh, so she takes the photos and then she walks outside and Ruby's there, uh, being Did like clean her up again. No, she's already clean by then, right? Oh, okay. Um, but Ruby basically, she's like she goes back and forth between between being like the nicest person in a new town and also like just odd, just like very like touchy and very, uh. Very close, I guess. Yeah. And so Ruby says, like, if you ever need any help, uh, give me your, like, I'll give you my phone number. If you ever need to call someone, like, I'm, I'm here. Uh, and then we cut to where Elle Fanning's been, Jesse's been staying, which is in, like, the shittiest motel you've ever seen. And that's run by Keanu Reeves. Yeah. There he is. So he runs, he owns the hotel. The motel. Sorry, the motel. Yes. Yeah, and it's it's not a good motel. No. And is you... it like the motel in um that Chris Hemsworth movie? No. Uh it's a very classic, like shitty LA motel where it's like all the doors face outside. Yeah, like the El Royale. Sure. Okay. Uh, the El Royale with a pool. Yeah, and you get the sense okay. that illicit stuff goes on there between yes. like drug deals or prostitution or i mean at one point he says there's like a young girl in a different room to a yeah he says one of the creepiest lines i've ever heard um which is there's one point when uh the so she starts she starts like kind of dating uh the photographer from the very beginning dean okay like they go on a couple dates together um but and so there's like one point when uh Dean is what is he helping her with? He's trying to well, this is after the, <laughs> this is after the bobcat just yes, just oh, shows okay. up. Well, just, don't skip ahead. Well, I just yeah, he okay, yeah, we'll just, we'll just keep going. <laughs> so at one point, I mean, it's really nothing happened. The bobcat comes in, destroys the room, Jesse freaks out. Her room? Yes, her room. She leaves, the, she left the back balcony door open and a bobcat like jumped up and got in the room from the balcony and, and then that's, it. that's all the bobcat does well it's a like, plot device to make keanu mad at her yeah so keanu reeves gets mad at her because she left the door open and then he tells her that she has to pay for it and soon or pay for what pay for like the door oh. and the room and the damages and what what does he say it's gonna be a couple hundred bucks at least well he uh, originally says a hundred and then he like jacks up the price on the boyfriend and so what the boyfriend. Uh, it's not explicitly stated. I would say like eighties. Okay. Yeah, it might I, be more current, but I don't think anyone has a cell phone, so. It's like kind of one of those movies that's like out of time, where it like doesn't yeah. okay. let you know what's happening. I was just trying to put in perspective, like, finance, like how much. You said a couple hundred. I'm like, well, I feel like they don't contextualize that for you. Yeah, well, that's what I, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, they don't like, do that. Okay. Everyone's poor in this, but like everyone is like it looks like kind of struggling to get by or like needing a job. Um, so the boyfriend guy she's seeing ends up. What is he? He has one hundred and forty dollars in his pocket or whatever. Yeah, and, and Keanu's Keanu's like, like, oh, what a coincidence! That's how much it costs. He just robs this kid. Kind of, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and then he like he asks him if he's like getting anything out of like you know helping and and sort of dating uh Elle Fanning, and he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "Well, she's not like putting out." There's a 14 year old in the other room, and he's like, "She's got no parents. It's some real Lolita shit," which is one of the worst lines I've ever. Yeah, heard. it's really bad. And genuinely, he's like he's really trying to deliver this in like a theater like a real like tough 
guy and it just doesn't work not like none of well, it's just work. like you could tell that like a lot i mean there's a lot of good actors in this movie. yeah and, like you can tell that they're trying to do a lot with the dialogue but the dialogue is just so bad that it's mm-hmm. gonna sound silly either way and i saw a bunch of people say that the dialogue is like bad on purpose to like make fun but it's like when you're doing that much defending to like it's at a certain point it's like it's just it's not good dialogue uh but yeah so he pays him keanu's fine with it i get like with the money and then it goes to the the uh fashion show like the test run i guess yes yeah where she's uh starts like kissing herself starts kissing oh it's like the uh the mirrors yeah there's a lot of i was like how does that work yeah the so yeah the fashion show becomes like a dream sequence basically she's like standing i mean it's not clear what this fashion show was even in reality she's like standing in like this like dark room with like a a couple other models and then it, it keeps like splicing in these uh this like visual of her kind of face to face with these like two mirrors yeah. Um, they're like sort of above her and they and so she just keeps like kissing herself on the lips and like every time she does it it's like more sensual and supposedly according to what I read supposedly it's supposed to be her embracing her narcissism Um, because for the rest of the movie she's like pretty sweet and doe-eyed for most of the movie before this and then afterwards she's like kind of a narcissistic nightmare yeah she definitely mm. becomes conceited after this and it also to get she becomes like the focal point of the show she becomes like the last person to walk out because even though it's like her first show the director of it and what is it like the fashion designer is like in love with her basically he's like Mm -hmm. you have to run the show and one of the other girls from before one of the australians i think it's the tall nice one okay i think it's sarah gets very upset at her and she's like starts like making some like underlying comments like that she doesn't know what she's doing and she won't last long uh so she's now the vicious one yeah she's she turns mean they're all and then they they all go to a diner or something is that what no they go into it so right after that is is a very strange scene where they go into a bathroom her and sarah and i don't remember how she's cutting her hand well because she but so sarah gets really mad and starts breaking the mirror uh because she it was like at the casting call she didn't get to do as well as Jesse. Okay. <laughs> this movie's so stupid. And so oh, she starts man. she starts throwing like a garbage can at a mirror in the bathroom and it shatters. And Jesse overhears, runs into the bathroom, and is like, is everything okay or whatever? And then uh Sarah asks her, What's it like to like be someone that everyone admires and be like so beautiful that like everyone can't take their eyes off her? And that's when Jesse says it's everything. Which I, I, I think it's supposed so, yeah, to be like I think that's supposed to be like the main like the real turning point of the movie. Uh oh, Panini the cat is here. <laughs> we have the special guest. She's here to take part. <laughs> She's just right in front of the camera. <laughs> mm. Uh yeah, so they're in the bathroom. Uh she's like how did she how did she cut her hand? Well then Sarah yeah like lunges at her a bit when she says it's everything and oh yeah jesse like jumps back a little and like like places her hand right into the glass and like the glass goes like right into her hand like pretty deep it looks like yes and then there's there's blood everywhere and then what does sarah do jake uh and then sarah wait wait, can i guess yeah does she drink her blood yes how did you know that yeah (laughs) i could just tell i could just tell that's where it was going yeah she like tries to like slurp it off of her hand it's very weird yeah it's like spaghetti uh and then it just like the scene just like ends yeah it's very abrupt it's for a lot of this movie i thought it was gonna be a vampire movie because i really didn't know what was happening and then this scene happened i was like oh it's definitely a vampire movie uh and it's it's not, but like it kind of is at the same time. Uh, anyway, they go to the bar, and then the fashion designer makes fun of her like fake boyfriend a little. Oh yes, yeah. So she, her and yeah, her and Dean go to this like bar that the fashion designer, um, the pl- the girl with excessive plastic surgery, and then someone else are there. Gigi and uh, just one of the other girls from the fashion show, I think. Yeah. 
Um, and he, this is honestly, this, this guy has like some of the worst dialogue in the whole movie. He starts talking about how like women try to deny that like beauty is everything. And like true beauty is like elevated above fake beauty. And like Jesse's more beautiful than Gigi because Gigi's artificial and Jesse's real. And, okay. uh, yeah. He just and then talking, like he's just talking, like there's no, well, it's like, it's, it's literally, he sounds like a 15 year old. It's the most vapid shit. And then Dean, like, it's like, you know, correctly points out like you're full of shit. And he basically is like, Oh, well, so are you, you're sitting here with the pretty girl. Would you have given her a second look if she wasn't pretty? And it's also the undertone of the fact that this guy's in his mid twenties and Jesse is 16 so they so don't like, know that. Do they know that? They don't. But like, so he like this guy's calling him out, and like he is a hypocrite. But like, also this guy's still full of shit. Yeah. Okay. And then is Dean's Dean like, cute? not really. He looks no. uh, vaguely Eastern European to me. So he's cute. We'll show you a picture. We'll show you a picture. I guess that's fair. That's. <laughs> Let me get it. Dean. Who plays Dean? So that people can look him up. Carl Glussman. That's a horrible name. Yeah, it's a very sexy name. So this is this is Dean. Oh, he okay, yeah, he's not cute. <laughs> this is him taking photos. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's scary. Uh, but then Dean's like, let's get out of here. And she's like, no, like I'm Yeah, she's yeah, he's like, he's like, let's go. And she's like, then go. These are my and people now, basically. Up. Okay. Trying to trying to remember what happens after this. Um oh yeah. So then she uh she goes home, she goes to sleep, and she has a nightmare about Keanu Reeves. Um, where he puts scissors in her mouth. A knife. And then knife. like Oh, is it a knife? I think it's a knife. Oh, it's whatever. Sharp object. <laughs> uh and he like I can't, I don't, I can't, couldn't figure out if it was just supposed to be threatening or if it was also supposed to be vaguely sexual. Because he's like, he's like, keeps telling her to like open her mouth wider. And he's also like putting the knife like deeper into her mouth and telling her. He's making her deep throat a knife? Kind of, yeah. In her dream, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but my mind goes to them actually having to film that scene. (laughs) Which they did. Which is... What's the age difference on Keanu Reeves and Al Fanning? Oh, it's gotta be, gotta be large. Yeah, I'm I mean, assuming it was. A, I would hope it was a fake knife. I would assume so. Yeah, I would think. I would assume for movie magic. So um, she wakes up, and she has this like feeling to lock the door. Like she runs over and locks her motel door, which like you should be locking your motel door. Like, yeah, yes. why wasn't it already? I don't know locked. why it wasn't locked to begin with, and then immediately, like right after she locks it. Keanu, I, I guess that you don't know, but it's pretty. It's implied that Keanu Reeves's character is trying to get into the motel, so yeah. it was like this, like, uh, fortuitous, like, dreams. I guess. I guess it was. I don't know. It's just like her dreams, like, lock the door, and yeah. then she locks it. Keanu tries to get in for a while, and then he doesn't. So he goes into the room next door, and then you hear like screaming and like muttering and stuff. I'm is assuming. This yeah. Fourteen-year-old is. They don't it's, say it's, it, it's but, heavily yeah. implied he is uh, raping. raping and or murdering oh. the uh, young girl. Oh my god! Okay, the which age is bad. Is which is bad. Years, by the way, I looked it up. They're thirty-four years apart. Jesus. Okay. So that's it's something. Um. So yeah, John he, Wick is better. John Wick's better. It is. It's a better movie. Uh. <laughs> And so while she's like hearing this going down, she decides to call Ruby um, mm-hmm. to get help. Uh, Ruby takes her over to her house and then Ruby tries to fuck uh, Elle Fanning. At first, it's yeah. like she's like rubbing her back and she's like, you know, everything will be comforting okay. Her. She's like comforting her. And then she like goes in for the move and Elle Fanning's like, no, no, thank Like, no, no, I'm good. Like, I, I'm uh, no thank you. Thanks for no thanks. <laughs> yeah, n- no. Uh, and I'm trying to think what happens after that. Oh, so yeah. Then after that, uh, so Ruby lives in this oh, giant yeah. that also has a morgue in it, and yeah. she also works at the morgue. Uh, so she has a second job, I guess, the night job as a mortician. 
uh, in her giant house. Uh, that's never explained at all. Um, well, to me, it makes sense. If you're a makeup artist, you're probably not making enough money. So your secondary job is to put the makeup on the dead people. Why is it in her house? I mean, I don't have the answer to that question, but the it makes sense of like she's why like, that's her second she's job. Like, she said she it's like not her house. It's like she's borrowing it from a friend. And I guess I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But there's a there's a morgue like the in the house. Even... And there's another guy there. It's not just her at the morgue. Like it's like there's a regular mortician there as well. Yeah. Uh, but so afterwards, after she gets rebuffed by Jesse, Ruby's character goes into the morgue and uh uh I don't know how we want to say this. She actually she... assaults a corpse. Yeah. yeah, she is like so she like is like making out with and like feeling up the corpse, but she's imagining that it's Jesse. Yeah. Is this corpse a man or a woman? It's a woman. Okay. It's an, it's like uh, then she woman. also fingers the corpse. Uh which felt unnecessary to me, but you know. Oh, that's came. that's where you drew the line. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, it is where I drew the line. Not the I drew line other places too, but I definitely drew it there. You're Jake's out. Jake's out on this. <laughs> How I just had a curiosity. How long is that scene? Long, long, like longer than it has any right to be. Like, like, it shouldn't be there at all, but it's it keeps going. You know, I would do, say it's like two minutes. Do we know is for filming purposes? Is this like a fake, like a artificial human body, or is this another actor pretending to be dead? I think it's an actor pretending to be dead. Yeah. Would... How do they get them not breathing? I don't know. Hey, they kill him. They kill him. <laughs> I think it was another model that was uh, playing the body. It's very possible. Yeah. Um, Wait. So I want to let's stop for a second. Okay. Where do you think this go is going, Erica? Um. My my best guess right now is that one of these women either the makeup artist or one of these angry models ends up killing Elle Fanning and then Ruby has sex with her body. Not a bad guess, honestly. I'm trying to And Corona Reeves is just, you know, there for fun. <laughs> He's just like observing? No, just I meant just like in the movie. Oh. Not there <laughs> in the room where it happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> the room where it happens. Yep. Um so I'm looking. So Ruby comes home. She comes back from her the house morgue, from her house morgue or whatever. And Jesse is like, she sees Ruby. And then like in the background, she sees Sarah and Gigi also there, the two models. Wait, so, so Jesse, after denying Ruby's she attempt, sleeps. she stayed? That's correct. Yeah, she sleeps. Because her alternative was the creepy motel where Keanu Reeves was going to murder her. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, she you know, she's she's like, oh, I didn't want to like hook up with this woman, but like she's she's nice-ish, I guess. I'll stay here. <laughs> I, I don't okay. know. Um so the three of them chase Jesse around the house. They just start like following what? her. Why? Well that's so creepy. I hate that. Okay. They start like and then they're like all like split up, so they like kind of like it's like a a, a very a dark Scooby-Doo skit. Where it reminds me of that scene in the new Knives Out movie where the lights go off and then suddenly someone's dead. You know what I mean? Uh, way, <laughs> way more drawn out and way more poorly written. Okay. And they, so they eventually corner her next to this really deep, like, empty pool. Oh, gosh. Okay. And I'm trying to think exactly how this goes down, but it, Ruby eventually shoves her down the pool and she cracks her head open. And dies. And dies. And dies. Well, it's not, we don't know that she necessarily died then. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> she, she, it's not going well for Jesse. No. She's at okay. the bottom of the pool. She's either dead or about to die. And then okay. she sees like the three of them walking towards her. Okay. And then it cuts to <laughs> the three of them just bathed in blood yeah so ruby is uh taking a bath. In a bathtub full of blood 
just soaking, I guess. Her uh, presumably Al Fanning's blood. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the other two are showering together fully naked. Um, like drenched in blood. Yeah. Ew. It's, it, there's also like I think one of the most interesting things the movie does is that there's all these scenes where there's like implied nudity, but it never shows you any nudity until that scene where you're like, I maybe didn't want nudity here. Yeah. And so it's like interesting that it doesn't give you nudity until you kind of don't want it. So it's they're making you think that they drained all of the blood out of her body and are taking baths in it. Oh, uh, they also ate her. Yeah. How do they show that? They're like plate with like raw well, flesh on it. The way you the way you find out <laughs> is eventually. Wait, I just want to make sure we got everything in the bathing and blood scene. Uh, oh, I can't imagine there being more. Oh, she also. Uh, before we get to the final scene, Ruby lies in Jesse's grave, just naked, and then there's just a lot of blood everywhere. Right? Yeah. Just coming yeah, out. Of- she like she yeah, she like has her period and it's like a like a literal pool of blood. Ruby does? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> How do you know it's her period? Do they say that? It comes out of her vagina and she's fully nude. I guess you don't know that it's her period, but a bunch of blood comes out of her vagina. Okay. <laughs> There's just a lot of blood everywhere. <laughs> okay. Uh so the next day, Sarah and Gigi go to uh, Jack, the guy, the photographer from earlier shoot. The bald one? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And Jack is immediately like super into Sarah as a like, like as a model for him. He's like, this you is the non-artificial woman? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The artificial woman's already part of the shoot. Oh, oh. And Sarah okay. came with her as a friend. As a gotcha. friend. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. I should have, I sh- apologies. I should have said that. No, that's fine. Um, and so Gigi is on set and suddenly gets like very sick. She gets very ill. Oh no. Uh wait, should we say what what the conversation was right before that? Oh yeah. Uh so um <laughs> there uh so Gigi's like out doing the shoot with Jack, and Sarah is like in the house with these like two other girls who are getting their like makeup done to go. Be part of the shoot is ruby there ruby's not there okay she's off bleeding on a grave yeah uh and they're like talking about like like rivals that they had and this girl who's like new to town is like asked sarah she's like oh you had a rival like what did you do about her and sarah looks her in the eyes and goes i ate her oh my god which the girl thinks is a joke a girl, the girl thinks it's a joke, but obviously it's it's what happened. Uh, Let's throw her up. So Gigi gets sick. She runs off set. She like runs to the bathroom, and then uh, she throws up an eyeball. <gasps> Just like a full First, like. Wait, wait, wait! I know this is not the correct answer question to be asking here. She swallowed it whole? That's no, yeah. that's she didn't chew. No chewing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just like a just like an eyeball. And it was like very poorly. I felt like it was like poorly made in terms of like Oh, the, it looks like shit. Yeah, it looks like it's very clearly CGI. Like yeah. it's just it's like a it's just like perfect orb. Yeah, it looks like a nine-year-old's version of an eyeball or something. Yeah. Huh. And they like they keep like showing the like so uh Jesse has blue eyes and like the opening shot of the movie is her blue eyes and it keeps like focusing on the like blue eyes like we get it it's yeah. her eye we know and then okay. it's a blue yeah and then Gigi starts yelling that she has to get her out of me <gasps> and so she this is where this is where the scissors come in she starts oh, wait should she cut herself open and rip it out of her well she just starts cutting herself open with a pair of scissors and then she dies Nothing comes out of her. I mean, just blood, like blood, but no, like other body part. Like you don't see a hand coming out of there or anything, because you should shoot it. Um, so Sarah watches Gigi die, and then right before she returns to the shoot, without any wait, like, wait. <laughs> without any yes. uh, 
Yeah. Does she pick up the eyeball and eat it? You're damn right she does. Just pops she that in. also does not chew. Yeah. Just like a little slurp. Yeah, like a spaghetti like noodle. Okay. Is that the end of the movie? Yeah. And then we'll keep on modeling after that. Unclear. But I guess she's gonna be like really good now. That's like kind of what it's implied that she's like Yeah, because she, she needs did. to make her uh L fanning. She succeeded. And then in the end credit scene, which I didn't think made any sense, like during there's like music playing, like this really weird like rap song, right? Yeah, it was I don't know what that I guess you'd call it rap. And then it's just this woman walking alone in the desert. And like they they don't I'm like I'm literally reading the Wikipedia right now. In the end credit scene, a woman whose face is not shown walks alone in the Mojave Desert. I have no clue what that has to do with the rest of the movie. Yeah, I think it's if I remember correctly, I think you're vaguely looking like uh, Sarah, the tall blonde girl. A little, yeah. So yeah, but I guess she. Not, they don't show her. And then, so that's where that's where the movie ends. Yeah, and it's like the implication is supposed to be that, like, because the girl was like artificial because she had had all the plastic surgery, that was why she couldn't like keep Jesse down because she was like fake hot, not real hot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I any, any follow ups? Does this make you want to watch the movie? No. It makes me question why this movie was made. I was also questioning that while watching it. The thing is, like, better than this. <laughs> everyone in this movie is better than this. Yeah. The thing is, like, I've seen, like, we've all seen, or not we, but Jake and I have seen movies that are as, like, screwed up as this and as, like, but they're much better. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just like. Like what? Like, the Silver Lake is one. Okay, I know uh, the Silver Lake is not a good movie, Greg. I, I love that movie. Uh, Titan, I I think, is like a, a good version of like... Is that the movie where she fucks a car? It is. Yeah. Um, which would be an interesting uh, version of this, epi- this show, if Jake wanted to watch that. Uh, I just, I think there are like good versions of like, this like, throwing everything at the at the wall and seeing what sticks and like making things as like, you know, fucked up as possible, like to be like to be cool. But I, I do think there are like interesting versions of making something like with no value. Yeah. With like you're like, I'm just gonna go for it. But this is just like it really is like a 15 year old's version of like what's cool or what's like edgy. Hmm. Uh just in like the worst ways. Yeah, it's also like a fifteen year fifteen year old idea of like women. Yeah, uh, it's it's I honestly can't even express to you like how misogynistic this movie feels oh. the whole time. Uh, like the men in it are creepy and bad, but like at the same time, like the implication of the movie seems to be that like oh men are like dangerous and scary in like a way that's in your face and immediately obvious, but like women are worse because it's hidden and it's like the worst possible message because like the the women that betray her and kill her are the women that were like that she was like seeking refuge with yeah so it's almost like the lesson of the movie is like don't trust other women don't trust anyone yeah i mean also it's also like a suburban version of like what they think la is like it's weird that he that the director and the writer lives in california because it feels like someone who would just like who's never been there and doesn't understand what any of it is like like, it's like someone who saw Boogie Nights once and is like, this must be what Hollywood is like. <laughs> um, or saw Under the Silver Lake and was like, yep, that makes sense. Exactly. Uh, which everyone out there should watch. Uh, no, don't waste your time. <laughs> so I've never seen a movie with more plot holes. <laughs> so um, that's The Neon Demon. How long was this movie? A little over two hours. Over two hours? Yeah. They there are a lot I mean, of scenes that are much longer than you'd think they are. Like they just keep there's going. There's also some like like little things that we just like didn't mention because they're like there's like a lot of like dream sequences and a lot of like mm-hmm. real fancy camera stuff that he does. Uh that doesn't add any plot value, so we just kind of skipped over it. Are there any positives about this movie that you guys liked? I thought it looked good and I thought a lot of the acting was good. Uh yeah. that's the end of my list. I think the director is like, he gets interesting 
sequences and he like has like a pretty good eye for like visual motifs but he's also like every like everything is like dr like dragged down by how many times he shows it like there's like this mo yes. of, like triangles or whatever that shows up a bunch and yeah looks like a horse from zelda <laughs> and it's just like he shows it over and over again and it's like oh it looks cool the first time and it's like oh i kind of understand her like she's going between all these different like scenarios in her head and that's kind of what i took the triangles as where it's like i can take like these good paths or these bad paths and then just keeps on popping up over and over again where you're like i i get it like i i get what you're going for yeah um, do yeah. we think that if she had slept with the makeup artist she would still be alive i don't think so do you think the makeup artist and those other two models are sleeping together no oh I think I don't think this is the first time they've done this though. Yes, I kind of feel like it was like all of it was like an elaborate trap. I think that's why she like went up to her in the beginning and then she was like she introduced her to these other these blonde model like I think it's like part of what they're Yeah, they show that uh Ruby has like tattoos on like like creepy tattoos on her. So I think it's supposed to be implied that she's like in an occult or something sort of like satanic mm. cult or something the one thing that i was i mean there's so many plot holes but it's like why was this the one where Gigi like ends up killing herself like if this has happened before but i guess we don't know for yeah sure. that'd be before. my question too um just he's so special man i guess so yeah they just keep telling you how like other movies would be like would show it through like visual like ways and the movie's just like this girl's special. Like, it, it might as well just be, like, circle her and be, like, and write out special. Like, it just over... She's in color and the rest of the movie's in black and white. Damn Essentially. Um, yeah, we're, like, one... one. I would be interested to... Not that I ever need to see this movie again, but to see <laughs> what it's like in theaters, just because I feel like... Maybe, I think it would look better. I think it would look better, and I think maybe you would buy into it a little more because it's like everything you see. I don't I don't know. Um I don't know sometimes I see a movie in theaters and I see it at home and I was like it just it doesn't hit it doesn't work the same. Um huh. but I don't need to see it again. I think I'm good on that. What one. did you guys rate this on Letterboxd? I think I gave it two one and a half or two stars. I think I did one and a half. What would you rate the experience of being told what this movie's about? Um Like my, ex I'm rating my experience sitting here chatting with you two. No, I'm like rating... rate the movie based on oh, okay. the description of it that we gave you. Um, is zero an option? Yeah, sure. Zero. I, I think I think half is the lowest you can go. Okay, half a star. Half a star. Maybe one. I'll give it one star. One star. Okay. Just for who who the cast is and that they had to go through that. I my brain always just goes to I understand it, like in the movie it didn't happen but they still had to film those things like the Keanu and the knife thing I'm like did she have to like I know she's over 18 but like did she have to sign a waiver for them to do that like that's so I mean if it's a fake um, knife and it's like a that. you know not like a traumatizing like movie set I'm sure and it's, it's like I feel like actors are like I want to act I want to be in like the most like movie scenario as possible and this is definitely that and it's also really the one thing that's interesting is like i feel like a movie like this after seeing it i'm like this sucked everyone would think it sucks right and then you go on letterbox or you go on imdb and there's like a bunch of five stars on there from like yeah it's it's really? it's so polarizing all the reviews are either like two and a half stars or less or like four and a half stars and more and like people i would like respect like different reviewers that i like 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 this movie so that was one thing that I thought was like just bizarre. Uh, yeah. From hearing you guys talk about it, I don't understand how. I mean, I thought it was going to be good. I mean, I really liked Drive. I thought this movie was going to be good when I, like, based off of like who's in it, the director's like previous works that I had seen, I thought it was going to be good. Yeah. I at least thought it would be like more. I was gonna say like it is it's not really surprising though because it's so like it's 
telling you everything that's going to happen before it happens, even though there's like yeah. quote unquote surprising things. It's not like it, I mean, it reminds me of Saltburn in that way where it's like shocking for shock's sake. It just makes it not interesting. Well, uh, you got the, yeah. the naked grave scene. You got the like bathtub. Uh, there's a bathtub scene. Yeah, you have the psychosexual like I'm obsessed with you, but I also want to murder you thing going on. Yeah, it's there a bit. A lot of similarities between Saltburn and this movie, I think. Wait, Erica, you haven't seen Saltburn either, right? No, but I I read the the synopsis. Yeah. I know all the crazy things that happen. Saltburn, I th- I mean, Saltburn's a better movie than this. It's at least like there's like comedy and there's like a real sense of like place. I feel like. Okay, I struggle with these shock movies because to me, I'm like, what is the point? Yeah, I mean, Fair. this movie, this movie really doesn't have a point. Saltburn thinks it has a point and it doesn't, but this movie's real. Just like there's nothing there. Like there, it it thinks it's really smart and there's just there's no big ideas. There's no, there's nothing to grab onto. Yeah, I felt so mm-hmm. bad for Keanu. I mean, he's like, oh, I'm gonna work with the director who made Drive, and then he's like, I'm gonna make you the most sickening pervert in the history of cinema. I I I get why it'd be an interesting thing for Keanu to try, where it's like he's like this like, you know, beloved, perfect guy. Like every yeah, story, kind of like Justin him, Long and Barbarian. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I'm gonna like basically do the exact opposite and be and get to play like an asshole for a bit. I get why he would do it it's just the the movie doesn't give him any favors yeah but there's like throughout the movie there's so much dialogue that's like so silly like there's one scene when she comes back from the party she runs into dean because he's just like at her place for some reason um and there's (laughs) he like clearly thought that they were really on to something with this line but he's like oh you want to be like those other girls and she's like no those girls want to be like me and it's like set up to be this like you know huh. unbelievable line as she drops, and it's like, all right, man, cool. Wait, what about when he he walks, he like walks away, and then he comes back for a second, and he like he's like, look, and he points to the moon that's in the sky, and then, and then the scene cuts. <laughs> that's that's the end of the scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> I completely what? forgot that that happened. There is. A- so much stuff in this movie that's just like never elaborated on that makes no sense. It's honestly incredible. I I thought the moon would come back at some point where it's like, like it was I, her eyeball? Was it a full moon? It was a full moon, but I think it was supposed to be like, you know, like we're in, we things are afoot, kind of. I don't know. I don't. There was maybe some reasoning for the moon line, but I don't remember what it was. So, uh, that's that's the show. <laughs> wow what a, what a movie that i thankfully did not have to waste my time watching and i still get to know what happened <laughs>